This episode of Obscure Chatter is brought to you by Chess. Chess, would you just move already? And now, on to the episode. Welcome to another episode of Obscure Chatter. Obscure Chatter. Did you like that? Starting off swimmingly. I'm your host, Terry Doty. If you're new here, welcome. If you are returning, double welcome. Like Double Dragon, except less Scott Wolf. Or more Scott Wolf. I mean, we're open to feedback. If we need more Scott Wolf, just, you know, send us uh, something at a P.O. box. I We don't have a P.O. box. But if we did, we'd definitely let you know. So you could send us cool stuff, and we could send you cool stuff without the, uh, you know, mail service being weird about us not having an address. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to thank you guys. Uh, I'm so grateful to be back for another episode. It seems like I just did August's episode and you know, it's that thing, things are moving quicker, but also at the same time, slower, the WGA and SAG strike still ongoing. And I want to say, I can't believe it's still going, but I 100% can. Um, out of solidarity, I've I've said no to a couple of projects that have come my way just because <laughs> they can't answer key things sometimes. And you're like, no, like, tell me, is this non-union? They're like, uh, I mean, non-union people are involved. I'm like, okay, uh, just, I think as much as we are very uh, careful right now about not crossing, crossing, crossing that picket line, Obviously, uh, you can find yourself in a situation if you just don't ask a lot of questions. Because, I mean, I've been a creative since I was 14 years old, and that's now 25 years. I know, I know. I don't look a day over a thousand. Thank you. But um, it's odd to ask questions because you feel like you're being rude. And maybe I'm not speaking for you, but that used to be the case for the longest time is asking questions, uh, you know, many, like many back-to-back follow-up emails. You can feel as though you're wasting a cast, a casting agent's time or as a writer for me, um, I need to have as many details as possible. And if I don't have those, I will say no to the job. But another reason I will say no to the job is if you can't tell me the details that I need in order to know whether or not what I would be doing is crossing the fucking picket line. And then there are people that obviously uh, know that they're crossing the picket line. Uh, I had done this thing a couple of weeks ago where I'm like, fuck it. Uh, I'm just done with Twitter because it, uh, there are so many reasons to be done with Twitter. Not calling it X for those of you, uh, new here. Uh, just, I don't know anyone that's calling it X at all. It's just ridiculous, but there is nothing like it. I miss it. Was it perfect? Fuck no. Um, you know, the the things that people said on there with their whole chest sometimes before um, a certain uh, wannabe Lex Luthor took, uh, you know, took control. Um, 
And it's only gotten worse and worse and worse. Uh, I've said this before, but like a main reason that uh, I was so grateful to be verified is there was a point where I had fully gone into working full-time as a voiceover artist and writer. And I was doing a lot of stuff at the time. I was doing like back-to-back audiobooks. Um, if you look for my audiobooks, uh, most of them aren't under my name. So enjoy that. Uh, but back-to-back audiobooks, working with overseas clients, all this stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. Some of it, you were definitely doing it for the <laughs> for the sake of art and not money, but it was, uh, like, got to meet a lot of really cool people that way. Um, but then there was a point where my, one of my, my main clients for this uh, audio platform that was uh, kind of connecting us to uh, DJs, and stuff to help them with samples and uh, doing little intros for them. It was really funny or not funny. It was a lot of fun to just be like, Oh my God. Yeah. So here's the final, like, you know, the final mix on this track where like you're saying like, Hey, DJ, da, 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 and like sexy laugh. <laughs> like, um, but, uh, my main contact there message means, can I ask why you sent me this? And I had to be like, sent you what? <laughs> um, and the, he sent me a screen cap of uh, an animated character, like covered in baby batter. Uh, it wasn't actually batter, just so we're clear. Uh, it, it, it was pretty grotesque. But then, of course, I'm just like, oh... Uh, Jonas, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, that is not me. And he's like, it says Terry Doty right there. Oh, fuck. Uh, no, that's not me. This is my account. You know that. You follow me. It's like, oh, I thought maybe that was your private account. And you had added me. Da, 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 da. And then I found uh, a co- couple of exact messages, but under like different variations of my name. Um, and those were sent to fans of mine that were under the age of 14. Um, and I'm just like, okay, this is going to keep happening. This is going to keep happening. And it, it got to the point where I very much figured out that this was intentionally malicious and they were going to keep doing it. I'm like, all right. So I stopped getting, uh, work with Jonas shortly after that. And we had been working pretty consistently before that. So that directly cost me some money. And then who knows who Jonas told that to? So, uh, yeah, it fucked with my money. But also, I, you bring kids into this, and I will cut a bitch. You leave kids alone. Like, my fans that are probably fans of, like, freaking fairy tale or something like that, they didn't do anything to you. Leave them the fuck alone. The second I was verified, all that shit was able to stop because I was verified. Um, it's really easy to point to um, help desk and reporting, or it used to. It doesn't anymore with Twitter. Um, it was very easy to report, hey, uh, so this isn't me, and here is why I know it isn't me. It's because I'm verified. And for them to be like, yeah, you're right. And they're permanently blocked or account suspended, which, you know, 
with everything. It's just been, it's amazing just how bad it's gotten online. You know, the creators of the internet saying like, this is not what we were expecting to happen. And it's just happened that way. But with the new terms of services that I, I had gotten an update on a couple weeks back and anyone else who's on Twitter, uh, I just didn't like the wording on a few things, uh, especially um, about ownership of the content. So I was like, you know, I'm going to keep this account, but just so you guys know, um, I won't be posting here. And that lasted about six days <laughs> uh, because I was like, oh, I'll post more on threads, which is still impossible. Most of my feed is still people I do not follow, which is driving me crazy. And now because threads is linked to your Instagram, if I delete threads, I delete my Instagram, which I'd already done once in a bonehead uh, move a couple years ago. And I'm just now still finding people both uh, that I worked with um, and that I grew up with that I just, I have forgotten their stuff, but, and then blue sky can't really do video. Um, it's just not as connected. Um, spoutable has been fine, but not a lot of people are on spoutable that I know, but I was able to carry over my verification. All of this is so boring. So we're going to stop talking about it, but all of that is to say, the second with, uh, the second I came back, the first thing I did was start bitching about Drew Barrymore coming back and saying, you know, all this stuff. But I won't even bitch about it uh, more so than that because she apologized and now is not coming back. And fair is fair. Bill Maher is not coming back, even though I think he's a garbage human being. Uh, and some people still are, but they're claiming they're not crossing the picket line because blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It's hard. Uh, you know, I was getting my nails done the other day. And I, uh, one thing I love about being freelance again, as opposed to working a nine to five, which said it was going to be hybrid and then ended up making it to where I had to be in pretty much every day. Um, and did not care when I was COVID positive at all. They're like, still get in here. I work with so many people, makeup artists, actors, other writers, and we lock ourselves in tiny spaces. I, uh, and I'm positive. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. I, I get to see, like, I get to schedule personal things around that easier. One of those being my nails. And I went in, this is like the second or third time, you know, getting my nails done. And uh, my girl, Nancy, who is my, like, my go-to nail person, um, she's so phenomenal, and she gets to do really, uh, she does really fun stuff, and we get to just watch movies, drink way too early, and just shoot the shit. It's great. Um, we've gotten to know each other really well over the past couple of years, and also, it's just her in a, in her own little salon space. So I don't have salon anxiety. I don't know if anybody else has that with getting your hair done or, you know, uh, any kind of spa services, anything like that. When there are other people around, I cannot relax. I just can't. Um, especially, uh, once COVID 
came. Uh, can't do it. Can't do it at all. Can't relax. But she, she was filing my nails. Um, and we were getting into spooky season, so she was getting ready to do these really sharp things. Um, uh, sharp design. But she's like, oh, uh, are you not working today? I'm like, girl, I, uh, in the, it's been since May, May or June, I forget, uh, when the writer, the WGA strike started and it's been about a little over 70 days for SAG. Um, but I, even non-union stuff, I, um, I haven't gotten a lot of auditions recently, which it's like, all right, well, audition when I can. Like, uh, I'm sure you guys have noticed this already, but my my voice is pretty, pretty scratchy. And that's because I, I got two auditions in a row that are due. So I decided to do those before Obscure Chatter. And it took a couple of hours because I was so fortunate to have so many characters to play around with. But who? auditions are few and far between right now um, for people being like, Hey, are you going to be in this one? I don't know. Two, sometimes you don't audition and you just get cast. Some of the best roles in my entire life I've just been given because of my previous work and previous relationship with certain directors, blah, blah, blah. It always pays to be kind uh, because the, the audition is the work, uh, the sessions are the present. Uh, and the auditions are also when people are like, you know, can be like, Hey, so I loved you for this, but, um, we are going to go with this, but thank you so much because I had no idea you could do this. Uh, that actually happened with, um, Golden Kamui where through no fault of his own, just because I had very limited, uh, history working with Jeremy Inman. Uh, I hope he doesn't mind me telling this. And I think maybe I've told this before, but there was a point where um, he was holding auditions for Golden Kamui and he saw me come in and he's like, I am so sorry. Uh, This is as he's calling me back for the audition. I am so sorry. There's only one uh, female character that I have right now and she's pretty young. Uh, so I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. Uh, he's like, oh, okay. I just, I'm like, I, uh, you know, you try not to be insulted because he didn't mean it insultingly. He just did not know. Uh, so we go back, we do it. Uh, we do the first pass of this audition and then He's very quiet, which is very, very unlike the Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy and I are usually like competing on who's going to have the funniest little one-liner back and forth. But um, he said, uh, he gave me a couple of notes on a couple of the lines and I made those adjustments and he was just like, thanks. Thank you so much. And the part was for the lead and I found it was going, uh, uh, the, actor that was cast was Monica Rial, which, you know, they're like, yeah, of course Monica's going to kill it. It's Monica fucking Rial. But um, Jeremy actually told me um, that I was, it was between me and Monica. And that alone, I mean, most of the, sometimes with auditions, 
more often than not, you know, like whenever you apply for like a real like nine to five, like pencil pusher job, if you like now, anytime you apply, you, even if you're not selected, you get a like, Hey, didn't work out this time, blah, 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 blah. With auditions, you don't get that. You either just come in or you don't. Um, so Jeremy was actually, I was very surprised. And then, uh, a few weeks later I was cast in a, a very cool character in that show that I, I love dearly. Uh, so always audition, always do that. But, uh, yeah. So, um, putting manifesting out there that these auditions, even if nothing comes from them, that just in the ether, I'm eager to work on stuff that does not cross a picket line. But if that is not possible, I am cool working in my downtime, writing in my downtime, working on myself. So I'm feeling really chill, really chill, really happy. And I hope that you are too. And I hope this mess, this, I hope this message finds you well. Well, mm. your brain's a computer. You ever find yourself saying something just in a specific way because you're so used to saying it or <laughs> answering a phone. There was a point where, um, at guitar center, I was typically the person encouraged to answer the phone when I worked at the door. I used to be a, they say a door person, but more often than not, they, at, at least at the time, hopefully they've evolved since then. But, uh, I would always be the one answering the phone, uh, as a door girl. Uh, so thank you for calling guitar center Arlington. This is Terry. How can I help you? And my mom was like, I called your cell phone. Like, Oh shit. <laughs> you just don't know. But anyways, there was one thing that we talked about last time where I'd mentioned kind of this anxiety about an upcoming dental referral uh, for those just tuning in. Um, I hadn't been been to the dentist in quite a while because dentistry is expensive. But now Stephen and I have dental insurance, so we actually get to go. Um, and, you know, the dentist immediately noted, like, I have an asymmetry. I've always had an asymmetry in my jaw. Um, it's never really bothered me. Yeah, my, my teeth don't fully align correctly, but blah, blah, blah. But he had noted um, that there was this kind of, like, mass in the front that he just wanted to know what it was. And because it was below my gum line, he just wanted a second opinion on that and to see what perhaps an orthodontist or and or oral surgeon thought when looking at um, more detailed images than what the dentist himself and his practice could foresee. Uh, none of it was covered by insurance. So I just paid a straight up uh, $150. And that $150 got me two x-rays and a consultation with a surgeon, his resident counterpart, and uh, an accounts like operations person. And immediately, I hated going in there because uh, I Stephen was nice enough to, you know, make sure that he was available 
Um, he told people at work, like, hey, I'm going to be out this time. And it's really nice for him to have a job that understands, you know, personal life. Like, hey, my wife comes before my job. My family comes before my job. Uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate how often uh, we're surprised <laughs> when people treat us like human beings. It's kind of sad. But no one was wearing a mask aside from me and Steven, including, you know, front desk staff and one of the other patients waiting in the lobby was a doctor. Like, uh, <laughs> I was just baffled by that. And then me, obviously I had to take off mine uh, so they could do scans and everything. And, um, very quickly, you know, they're like, Hey, so what made you come to the dentist in the first place? I'm like, well, I never really get to go. And it's just not in my, uh, in my routine, just because uh, I didn't go to the dentist until I was like 23 because my mother just didn't think it was important. And honestly, I, I see, I see it because like she, she had um, kind of insecurities about her own teeth and to her, she saw my teeth and saw that they were straight. So she's like, you're probably fine. Um, uh, when you're, single working parent, I think you just kind of sometimes take stuff at face value and don't really think about it. But um, unfortunately, there are things that are hidden under the surface that can really fuck you up. And I was really worried that this was one of those things. So the dent, you know, I explained this to the dentist that it's really not in my routine, but you know, my dentist saw something and he spoke very highly of you. Um, so this ortho oral surgeon. Um, so I'm here to you, like with you to see what's going on. And he immediately noted the asymmetry, um, and talked about how he was afraid that my jaw was still growing, which <laughs> led later, later that day to me dissecting every photo I'd taken over the past 10 years of myself, every selfie and being like, no, I even uh, like I got like law and order, like uh, criminal intent level, like insanely detailed with it. I even at one point I'm like, oh, my God. And I saw like a caricature, like drawing of me. I'm like, oh, it was there. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like my my features are exaggerated. But look at that chin. <laughs> uh, it's just something that you know, I've, I've worked with, I've been a voice actor for 15 years. I, if it, if it bothered me, it, it would have been something that I would have brought up well before now, you know, but it wasn't until, you know, it got a little quiet. Steven's like, how about why we're actually here? Um, like what about this mass? Like at the front, uh, like near these, like a couple of these, uh, lower canines, uh, that, you know, dentist name, uh, that her dentist, you know, uh, recommended having you look at like the main reason we're here. Like, how about that? And he's like, Oh, I'm not really worried about that anyways. And started going into detail. He turned over one of the x-rays that he'd printed out and started drawing a diagram, um, that started with a simple yes or no. And, uh, he's like, all right, so if this is a no, this is all after I would like you to do this radiation treatment. Um, it's going to do, it's like this gamma radiation. 
thing where I have to go to a specific imaging center to get just bombarded with radiation. It's where they're going to inject me. And then that was going to have to like start doing its thing for three hours. And then I was expected to go back to which my ass, I'm like, I don't want to be injected with this thing and then just be driving around for three hours. Like, isn't there like some kind of like, all right, this is settling in waiting room. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> just paranoia, but that, that just seemed like really like, we don't give a fuck about you until you come back and give us more money. Um, and <laughs> we're going to inject you with that. And then you're going to come back and we're going to basically just, yeah, it's going to be some insane radiation. And then we'll know if your jaw is still growing. I know it's not, but I didn't know that at the time, but I now, now know now after <laughs> analyzing, you know, photo after photo of me, it's just, I found out that bones still grow uh, until basically your late twenties, maybe early thirties. In some cases, your bones are still growing. It's wild, but um, you know, he's like, okay, so if it is still growing, here's how bad it could get. And he showed me a photo of another patient. I got to see all this patient's medical records. They just had them up. I'm like, I don't know if you should be showing me this bitch's stuff. But it was in, it was like a very extreme case of asymmetry. N- very much unlike mine, like she, like it, it looked like she was intentionally doing it. It, it looked pretty bad. I won't put her on blast though, but he's like, so what's going to happen if we do it is we are going to do an incision right above the ear. And then we're going to shave a little bit of your jaw off. It's not an exact science. So we'll shave, see how that does. Uh, But the main thing is getting rid of, like, stopping the growth of that. And, okay, I want you to repeat after me as I write this down. And he wrote, I, and he looked at me and expected me to say, I, and he went, will. And I was expected to say, will. Basically, this fucking parrot, like, mind game bullshit, he made me say aloud, I will be miserable. Because after this first jaw surgery, um, he's like, your jaw's going to be wired shut for three weeks. And then we'll take the wires out. Then for three weeks, no chewing. (sighs) Okay. He's like, and then we'll look at orthodontics, like braces and stuff. And once that gets all settled, then we'll talk about the second surgery to really fix your asymmetry. And he went through the diagram again, and it was going to be more and more surgery, all of that. And he's like, and all in all, like for these two surgeries, I'm estimating about 18 months of orthodontics and everything. To which my first thing was like, I don't know. Uh, like, it's kind of hard to explain. Um, I'm a performer, uh, and you're talking about um, making my uh, instrument completely unusable and then leaving me with the possibility of not 
being able to jump back into work immediately because my instrument will have changed drastically. And I kind of, one of my first things I said was, um, well, it's just kind of crazy because what you're saying, if there aren't any adjustments, is you're saying for at least the next two years I wouldn't be able to work. And he's like, yeah. No follow-up. I'm like, this, like, I'm, like, like, I, I do a bunch of other stuff, but, like, my big thing is being a voice actor. And he's like, mm-hmm. No follow-up. No, like, I don't know. I was just expecting a little more humanity to it. I looked at the, you know, his resident and uh, the ops chick or whatever and kind of looked at Steven and... <laughs> Uh, Steven was wearing his mask, but I could just see like his eyes kind of like, all right. <laughs> um, and I said yes to the imaging, even though uh, I wasn't sure. I just, I really needed to get out of there. Uh, but uh, here's the thing is uh, I said yes to the imaging and stuff like that. The doctor left and the resident left, but the ops chick stayed. And then she started talking about money. And how my uh, health insurance is a provider as well as the plan I was on was one of the worst ones that she has to deal with um, because this, is, this wouldn't fall under dentistry. This would fall under health insurance because it's being in the hospital for days, um, you know, and that's without, again, like that's without any kind of fuck up or anything like that. And having your surgeon be like, well, you know, shaving, you know, your bone and everything. Uh, it's not an exact science. But like, it was kind of fear mongering a little bit. The more and more I thought about it, because showing that one girl's like extreme example of asymmetry He's like, and you know, like if you don't get it fixed and blah, 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 it could, it could become cancer. I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds horrible. But, you know, I don't want cancer. I don't know who wants fucking cancer. But that's an extreme example. And we don't know if I have that. So I just, I don't know. Um, but talking to the ops person, she uh, was like, Insurance typically won't pay for any of this unless you've been in a car accident, which oddly enough, I know the, another voice actor that did have to have a lot of dentistry after a major car accident. And I'm like, okay, so in that example, <laughs> uh, that would have been covered. Um, but that also, you know, insurance is gross. Uh, the The way that they've denied a lot of the claims these past this just this past year uh, is it's just really gross and i like what i've been through is nothing compared to people that have m- some intensely major stuff that you know is literally like live or die type of shit uh but i don't know typically if something major happens in my life my body kind of goes numb and I, I need a moment or two or a couple of hours, whatever it is, to really play all these horrible scenarios. I need to play with all of them in my head. 
But as Stephen and I were walking to the car, I just couldn't think of anything to say because it felt very artificial and just like something that wasn't going to actually be happening. <laughs> um, pardon me. So we like we got home, and I just kind of kept like thinking really hard. Like I did, I did cry a little bit in the car, and I have to kind of be left alone for a second. You know, um, it's great to have a partner that understands. Like, hey, I need a minute. If you could, you just like uh, give me like some alone time. And it's like, kind of talk to myself, like, what is going on? Just because I get really freaked out about doctors. And it took a lot to set this consultation up. I even canceled once because I was so, like, about it. And I was looking forward to learning what this thing, you know, near my lower front canines. Uh, I was looking forward to learning what that is. I wasn't expecting for the consultation to completely disregard why I was referred there. Um, and talk about this tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of dollars that I would be out of pocket for. Uh, <laughs> for one to two surgeries, braces, da-da-da, all that. <laughs> so I canceled the Envision imagery or imagery. I don't know if I should mention that. Fuck it. It's just, it's probably one of the only, if not the only imaging area where I am. They've got a bunch of locations around here. And setting that up with them and everything was fine. They were great, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I won't even like do the body scan thing at the airport. I make, I go through the x-ray and I'll deal with someone getting a little too handsy with me over that. I, I just can't do that. I can't do the, the scan. I really, it would take a lot. It takes a lot to convince me to voluntarily inject radiation and have radiation pass through me when that's not what my dentist wanted to focus on. So my game plan that I came up with with my dude was just I'm going to keep my dentist up to date and tell him why I will never go to this con- you know this oral surgeon again. And uh that I still don't know what this thing is. Um <laughs> The yeah, only the only thing casually this dude said is like, oh, that you know that little mass, it's probably nothing. That could even be just a rupture that happened when your baby teeth, uh, like a baby tooth, pot perhaps came in wrong. Da da da. It could be a whole mess of stuff. Um, but I'm not worried about it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I think we could have led with that and maybe not had the whole da da da. Because at the end of the day, it's still a business. I as a kid uh, and a naive early adult. I thought the doctors cared and I think there are many doctors that do, but then there are doctors that see nothing but dollar signs. Uh, And this person has been doing these surgeries as long as I've been alive. Um, And that's great and everything, 
But there was a point even where he's like, now, if you want me to do the surgery, um, I am not covered by insurance, and that's an additional $5,000. But if you do it in-network, this resident here, his name is Michael, I think, like Michael would be doing it, and da-da-da-da-da, and you would be under the care of the hospital, which I technically don't work for the hospital. Motherfucker, if you don't work for the hospital, why do you have residents with you and your office is in the corner of a ba-ba-da-ba hospital? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Stephen and I spent a couple of days just kind of like stewing over that. We would just get really quiet and he's like, and another thing. <laughs> just ah uh, man, and yeah, went through this rabbit hole of like looking at all these other TikToks and YouTube videos of like the surgeries themselves, which is always something that I recommend not doing is searching the internet for images of these horrible things. Uh, why do that to yourself? <laughs> images stay in my brain forever. So why? But, um, yeah, that, that was the, the big thing. Uh, I say it was a tough choice to not go through all of that, but I just, again, it kind of goes back to even me like saying, like saying, I see where my mom was coming from in not, making the dentist a priority is I've definitely met people that have had some life-saving shit occur from something being caught in, you know, like in their gums. There was a, a guy I used to date, his, uh, one, he never had his wisdom teeth removed and he was just having this intense jaw pain. And what they did is they did some scans and they found that the root had gotten into his jaw. And it was growing upward toward his brain. So <laughs> it's like, holy crap. And he had just never gone to the dentist. And he did have bad teeth, but I didn't care about that shit. Um, and now <laughs> he, uh, yeah, like they had to do all this crazy shit. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah, I get that. But what I don't get is like, hey, the way that I didn't see it this way, but Stephen did. Um, and then I saw it where... He kind of put it in this really both sweet way. He's like, what What I felt like they were doing was saying, you're not perfect. And it just really pissed me off because, like, nobody, nobody is 100% satisfied with how they look. I'm sorry, nobody is. He's like, but they were talking about you as if you were, like, this monster that needed to be cured. And... It was it was hard for me to stay quiet. I I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, it was very. It's like you know you have an asymmetrical thing, and he brought up uh, the dentist brought up this. Well, yeah, and you're really lucky because there's some. Uh, you're really lucky that your eyes. Oh, some punching shit. You're really lucky that your eyes are in line with each other because sometimes with asymmetry, like one eye really droops. And da 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 da, and I'm like, oh god! And Stephen's like, that was another fear mongering thing. Like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, that was my big amazing thing that happened this year. <laughs> Jealous? Um, uh, yeah, I I don't know what to do with that. Uh, or I I do is basically I just didn't. I didn't decide to spend thousands of dollars that I don't have because my ass is barely working. I think the last thing I recorded 
That wasn't an audition that I went to a studio for, I think, was at least two months ago. At least. Um, And, you know, luckily we're really good savers and penny pinchers and all that. But, like, you know, I... (laughs) We have savings and everything and stuff for like rainy day and also emergency. Holy fuck things. But this just in no way felt like an emergency. And now really looking at it from Steven's perspective, it's like they were talking to you like, like you're the elephant man or something. I'm like, <laughs> like uh, I didn't see it that way, but I, I, I can see where you're coming from now. Um, you know, if, if it really bothered me and I had the means Maybe I'd consider it, but it doesn't bother me. You know, uh, it's just something I've learned to adapt with. I've learned to adapt my mouth when I'm voice acting with the mouth that I have. And yeah, I just can't imagine uh, any studio or partner that I'm working with being so understanding uh, about me not being able to work for at least two years. Because, yeah, that would just, that would be a lot. If it were necessary, obviously, people would have to deal. And that's not to say that studios aren't understanding. They really, really are. But, like, let's say, you know, a fairy tale came back or whatever. um, And they're like, hey, you know, obviously, we want you to come back as Virgo. And, you know, in an email, have to tell, like, my agent, like, hey, can you please explain to them why, um, uh, they should just wait a couple of years instead of just recasting me. <laughs> no, uh, it's I would have to say no to work, turn work down, and just eventually like have to build up a lot of great connections that I've had. And that's not something that I'm opposed to doing if it's necessary. You know, I have friends that do like plastic surgery or you know, cosmetic surgery that they don't need. Like I, I have a friend that does a lot of stuff, um, but it makes her happy. And you can see just how much lighter she feels when she does certain procedures. She does a lot of intense stuff, but it makes her happy and she has the means to do it. Good for her. I fault no one for being touched by an angel, but I just... I couldn't justify this. And yeah, I guess I was insulted a little more. The The more I thought about it, I was insulted. But I was in their place of business. It's a business. That's the main thing that you have trouble wrapping your head around whenever it's a doctor saying, like, hey, your face is fucked up. Is like, oh God, is it fucked up? Like, no, but I could make a lot of money on uh, fixing your not-fucked-up, just-not-perfect face. It's crazy. It's really crazy. But, uh, yeah, no, aside from that, uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't tell you guys, but, like, last month, one of my best friends was in town. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Like, trying to think of what else, like, trying to think about new books. Because, again, like, or, you know, I want to talk about all the things, but... I didn't realize how much I talk to people online about movies. I love it and I miss it. What I don't miss is, you know, my friends and colleagues, as well as myself getting screwed over by, you know, 
not getting paid their worth. Explaining it to Nancy, my uh, my nail stylist, um, who that's so not her world that she's just like, oh, is the strike still happening? And trying to explain, she's like, so they just want more money and explaining like here, you know, da da da, and let's talk about AI and all that. Um, she's just like, like it's over her head. She's like, I have no idea what you mean by all this. She's like, so, I mean, AI is going to keep happening. I'm like, all right. So here's a great example of why AI is horrible. There was, oh my gosh, I don't know who else saw this. There was either a basketball player or a football player. He died. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. He died. Um, very early age, like 42. And uh, an AI for an AI program for some media outlet. <laughs> I don't remember the, the the athlete's name, but it was like Michael Smith, useless at forty two. <laughs> and that was AI writing. So <laughs> uh, I don't think AI is ever in danger of taking my job. And also voice acting. I know that um, I've had friends of mine, friends of mine, pardon me, uh, that have had to get messages not from companies or anything, but from people listening and just have a keen ear on specific on specific voices, being like, "Hey, Erica, I think this is you." And for Erica to listen to two fucking seconds and go, "That is me, son of a bitch," um, and for people, <laughs> for people, some people's immediate reaction not to be this is fucked up but instead be oh my god get over yourself like it's my fucking voice it's you know like it's you it's your name it's your art there there is a justifiable reason to be upset when they're stealing you and your essence but also they're not even stealing your shit and doing well <laughs> like it's fucked up, but yeah, just explaining all of this stuff to people outside of it is, um, it's like, oh, okay, these actors want to complain. You're telling me, like, that Jensen Ackles is upset because he doesn't get a dime of Supernatural being on Netflix? So, me, I'm a plumber. You're saying every time I fix a toilet someone flushes it, I should get paid more? Like, motherfucker, those are not the same motherfucking thing. You ghoul. I would never hire you as my plumber, sir. Good day. But, um, yeah, it's... uh, So, yeah, that's fun. And uh, I I had considered doing this episode in the booth, but after two hours uh, doing those auditions, it's still not cool enough. So I'm still in my living room uh, watching my TV on mute. And for those, uh, like that are old listeners of Obscure Chatter. Yes, I used to announce that I was watching a movie and keep it mysterious, da-da-da. I'm still doing that. I just never tell you guys what I'm watching. But all the ep- uh, episode titles come from tropes tied to that movie. And that's uh, something that's, that I still enjoy doing. Um, and let's see what else. <laughs> <clears throat> I was reading, um, or not reading, I was on um, t- 
TikTok. And one thing, you know, I'm a big reader. I love reading me some, just a whole slew of stuff, but I tend to gear, like, you know, veer to uh, romance, fantasy, sci-fi, and occasionally horror. Like, I'm looking forward to October. I'm going to do some some classic horror reads and maybe try to find some new stuff out there. Um, but if you're on TikTok, there's Book Talk. And that's a great way to get other recommendations. Like, sometimes I toy with doing a book club. My My old best friend and I, for a second there, we were considering doing that. But it just never, it never vibed. And probably a good thing. Uh, we just did way too much stuff together. Maybe that was a problem. But uh, book talk, one of the things the past couple of weeks was this author, this male author that's like, hey, I'm going to read a female author a day until my book makes the New York Times bestseller list. And I'm like, um, that seems weird. And yes, I have noticed that Uh, How you identify is typically um, how you tend to read as far as authors sometimes. I love reading basically anybody with a story that's worth a damn, Um, be it male, female, non-binary, you know, everybody. It, It doesn't matter. The story matters. And if they're a good storyteller, it shouldn't matter. But uh, yes, people very much quickly picked up on, okay, so he's using book talk. Um, you can use book talk for good, but, you know, you immediately gave away that, you know, you're using the platform and a very popular subset to raise yourself up in a very kind of skeevy way. But I've just been keeping up with this drama. Uh, I love keeping up with drama that I am in no way tied to. And it's just been bananas the way he like doubled down. And it's come at the expense. Hey, I've self-published, uh, but it's come at the expense of his book. His book has been like bombarded with negative reviews. And it's not just from people that are like, hey, I think what you did is kind of trashy. And I think the way that you're taking this is kind of trashy. They've read the book too. I read certain, I I read a sample of it and it's not good. Even self-published, I'm saying even self-published. Me as a self-published person and my other indie author friends, like, we still read each other's stuff and give each other notes back. I feel like if he did get get notes back from anybody that he either disregarded them or he uh, had people that think very much like himself to uh, edit this stuff. It was pretty bad. And that's just a bit of like, a, did you hear? But yeah, a lot of little things like that because I'm not working. I'm just like involving myself in all these little like things that don't actually mean anything. But yeah, no more negative shit like that. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this too. But I'm like, no, you know. Oh, one thing that was interesting is, um, I don't know, like I it, it was clearly some something geared toward marketing, but, uh, my friend, Natalie Hoover, who's been on the show before, and we've worked together, uh, on multiple projects, both as fellow actors. And she's directed me. I don't know if I've ever directed her. 
But um, she sent me this video of uh, Keanu Reeves talking about um, this whiskey, this specific like Japanese whiskey. And I looked into it and there's actually like a four part YouTube series. Pardon me. Mm. Um, about Keanu going to Japan and going to uh, visit this very well-known brand called House of Suntory. And it was like in, a ce- in celebration of one of their anniversaries. I'm, I'm not sure about the year. Uh, but it, it wasn't that long ago that he did this. And it's a four-part little thing that I think altogether is maybe 30 minutes, maybe. Uh, so check it out. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll do a link in the episode which if you go to obscurechatter.com to see like the episode details, you should be able to hit any hyperlink anytime, anything within the episode, if it's green, there's a link tied to it. Um, But I think you should be able to hit them too. If you're looking at it through another source, don't quote me on that though. But uh, that was a lot of fun because one, I think he needs uh, Keanu himself needs to be narrating stuff. Uh, It just, I love his voice. It's very soothing, but we all should know by now that I have a Keanu obsession. Um, And also just to see him geek about some really cool stuff and the way that this company specifically, which is not a sponsor of the show. So it seems like I'm hyping it up in a really weird way. If it does, um, that's just maybe because Keanu's attached to it, but it made me want to try their stuff. Like I'm a gin person and they have like a gin, they have vodka, but their main thing is like, these different types of whiskeys. It's really fascinating. So check it out. I, if you just search like Keanu Reeves, House of Suntory, something should pull up. Hopefully. Hopefully something should be pulling up. But yeah, aside from that, it's, man, I I think the jaw thing was the big one. It was weird. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty weird. Like the more and more I think about it. But yeah, what is it? I got I always say talk to you guys as if you can respond back. Maybe at some point you guys are talking back to me like, bitch, what? <laughs> but yeah, I, <sighs> that it, it was a lot. And I, I think if I'd gone alone, that maybe it would have hit me harder. or Maybe I would have agreed to something more. But having a partner that's like, no, fuck this. And just respecting me enough sometimes when I'm just so kind of like overwhelmed because yeah, it was a lot of information. It was like, okay, oh, be this, could be this. Here's what we're going to do. Da da da. Jaw wired shut. You're never going to work again. Like that's all the stuff that was happening in my head and to have my partner just kind of like put his hand on my knee and being like, oh, we need to get the fuck out of here. You know, it's great too. Uh, I say just partner also just friendships that way. Cause he's also my best friend and I'm pretty fucking lucky. But as we, it's kind of crazy, like, I'm already seeing Halloween stuff. So it's just kind of crazy to be like, oh, maybe I should do something for Halloween for you guys. What was it? It was not last Halloween, but the the ween before. We're shortening Halloween to ween, apparently, in this house. Holy shit. But uh, I did all these, like, different, like, candies and, like, tried stuff out. Guys, um mama's getting old. Uh, she's not doing that anymore. That was a weird couple following days. That's all I'll say. Cause I'm classy. Oh man. But no, we will hang out for Halloween. Um, and 
Again, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you are reading good shit, watching good shit, and just trying not to be a shit. Don't cross that picket line. Don't be a scab. Call out people that do because that's the right thing to do and it inevitably changes sometimes behavior in a positive way. Again, Drew Barrymore. Uh, She stopped. It's because people called her out. It's not mean. Holding someone accountable is not mean. As long as you maybe minimize cussing. Talking to you, Terry. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. We will see you, hear you. Uh, carrier pigeon you I don't know but until October take care of yourselves bye